Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. We tackle a touchy subject, how to give people with amputations better quality of life. Now, quality of life doesn't just mean making it easy or pain-free, though surgery can help with that. We look at different new techniques to help be, help amputees have less phantom limb pain, to have better control of their prosthesis, and even to have that sense of touch brought back into their lives. For many people who have either suffered a traumatic event, undergone a t- drastic accident, had cancer, or any other reasons, have led to them having an amputation. One of the biggest issues in post-amputation care, or for a quality of life perspective at least, for the amputee, is a condition known as phantom limb, or stump pain. And this affects around 75% of amputees in the United States, for example. That's the sensation where you feel like a limb is moving or in pain or having some sensation, even though that limb is no longer there. And that's incredibly interesting from a neurological perspective, but from an amputee's perspective, particularly frustrating. You feel like your left leg is itchy or hurting, but it's not actually there anymore. That, both psychologically and physiologically, is quite frustrating, painful, and leads to poor quality of life outcomes for those patients. So what can you do about this? Well, a technique was developed called targeted muscle reinnovation. And the idea behind it is basically to give those nerve endings that are triggering that sensation of that phantom limb pain something to do. Because otherwise, they're just sitting there firing off at random intervals. Now, the whole principle behind TMR is incredibly interesting, but it was discovered by accident. After a surgery, a patient was receiving an alcohol rub on their chest. And when they were getting that rub on their chest just to clean up effectively after the surgery, after the amputation, they reported back to the physicians that they were having the sensation of being touched on the pinky, a pinky that was no longer obviously there or attached to the body, some kind of phantom pain. Now, it's interesting that being touched on the chest in a specific way would trigger that phantom pain. But the explanation for what occurring there is that the subsustaneous fat was removed during surgery, which basically means the chest skins around the nerves connecting all the pectoral muscles were detached. Now, those pectoral muscle nerves were detached and looked for somewhere to reconnect to, and they regenerated through the pectoral muscle and connected in to the skin near the amputated points on the arm. And basically, if you map out where your nerves come in from your fingertips all the way up through your arms, through the pectoral muscle, into your basically central nervous system, they were, the nerves, when they'd reformed after the surgery, had sort of rejoined and connected now, not just to an imaginary pinky finger, but actually to the chest area. So physically located in the chest, but giving the reported sensation back to the brain of acting on the pinky. Because basically, the signal pathway that used to go to the pinky through a process of disconnection and regeneration had regenerated itself back to the chest. So the, the limbs could do, the nerves could do this by themselves. The doctors thought, well, could we make use of this from a surgical perspective to treat phantom limb pain? Rather than leaving all these nerve endings hanging after amputation, could we better tie them up, reconnect them to a new pathway 
to give a well-known, mapped and understood sensation. And this is what TMR started out at. Around 2006 was the first publications on this topic, which is pretty interesting. And it's developed a lot since then, but primarily been focused around upper body amputations, particularly upper arm, to leave enough of the arm connected to enable to you to use it. What was particularly interesting is that the initial cases of TMR was actually designed to help people better actuate their prosthesis because you could map those old nerve endings that used to run to your pinky or your wrist or your thumb and make them then pass a signal down to your prosthesis, enabling someone who has an upper arm amputation pretty good control over the prosthesis using the old muscle connections that used to help them operate their hand prior to the amputation. And that was all well and good, but researchers now from Ohio State University have been looking at a new way to use this technique of TMR and help get it to help people with not just upper arm amputations, but lower body amputations. And not develop this technique to help people with better controlling a prosthesis, but rather help them tackle the whole symptoms of phantom limb pain in general. So two surgeons from Ohio State University, Valerio and Bowen, have been working hard to try and adapt the idea of TMR to work for more people, not just those with upper arm amputations, and also to change the paradigm of how you normally did that surgery, which was to wait months or years after the original amputation. And over a course of three years, they performed 22 TMR surgeries on below-the-knee amputees. 18 primary amputation, 4 secondary. And out of all of them, none of the patients have developed symptomatic neuromas, which is what we technically call things like phantom limb pain. And only 13% of those patients who received the major primary surgery reported having pain six months later, which is a pretty good result for an amputation surgery. Now, most of the pain amputees feel after the event is all of this symptomatic aromas, or the residual limbs, nerve endings, trying to find somewhere to go, triggering off at random intervals, leading to pain. So, as Valerio states, attaching those cut nerve endings to motor nerves in a nearby muscle allows the body to re-establish its neural circuitry. This principle basically means that you can alleviate phantom limb pain and residual limb pain because those nerves have a job to do, a signal to transmit, and that makes them very useful, uh, not only because they remove pain, but also means that your circuitry is now functioning better or as expected. The other benefit of uh, doing this surgery, not years or months later, but pretty much at the same time as the amputation, means that you don't end up with a situation where the patient develops chronic pain management, which could lead to opioid addiction or another other problems, not only the quality of life impact, but it also means it reduces the risk of the number of surgeries someone needs to have, which are also just inherently risky operations in the first place. It does mean the operation takes a little bit longer, because of course you have to dissect out the nerves and do the reattachments, but they estimate that the average number of nerves needed to be rerouted is only about three to six, depending on the type or the complexity of the amputation, which is actually, if you think about it, not that much more effort to do once you're already going through the process of an amputation, which in and of itself is a very significant medical treatment. Now, this treatment is now starting to branch out, this TMR specifically for lower limbs or just for phantom limb pain reduction. 
and it's obviously started out at Ohio State University, but now it's being put out to places like Walter Reed's National Medical Center or Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Massachusetts General. A lot of places where people from the veteran community who have had significant amputations following traumatic events in wartime or service, they are the people who really need this kind of surgery because it helps alleviate a lot of the symptoms that veterans face in their recovery and return to work or life after military service. Now, this is great medical work by surgeons who adapted an existing process or procedure, which in of itself is pretty new, TMR, and they made it be more useful than just the ability to better control prosthesis. But by figuring out what nerve endings were going where and ways to tie up or neaten up all the internal circuitry of your neurons and central nervous system, they found ways to make the quality of life for their patients substantially better. There's some great work being done out of Ohio State University. It was recently published in the journal Plastic Reconstructive Surgery in January 2019. Now we talked about earlier the idea of a phantom limb pain, but there's a little bit more to it than just the feeling or sensation of pain. It's also estimated that about 75% of amputees exhibit mobility of their phantom limb. That is, if you tell them, well, try and think about moving your pinky, they could trigger some kind of like action. And if you look at what's actually being fired and off in their nerves at that point, you can see the muscle trying to, trying to actually transmit that signal. And researchers worked from the French Centre of National Research, CNRS, and I must say University, have published in the journal Frontiers in Bioengineering and Biotechnology, a new device which detects these phantom limb nerve commands and actually makes a prosthesis that responds to those nerve instructions. What you get is a prosthetic arm that is capable of detecting all those movements that it would normally have otherwise gone to the limb that is no longer there and actually use that to drive the prosthesis in the same sort of way. And this technique can be adapted on, one that doesn't require reconnecting nerves like TMR as we spoke about before, but basically you just put on an attachment that detects the existing signals that are there and maps it out to the prosthesis. So instead of rewiring your body's nerve circuitry, you put on an attachment on to the limb, and now you have the prosthesis circuitry reinterpreting all those nerve signals to actually achieve the right actuations. So instead of having to modify the person, you just modify the prosthesis, which is an incredibly interesting approach to prosthesis design. Now to do this, it took a lot of work. First, the researchers have to analyze all these different nerve firings that were coming from these phantom limb mobility commands. They're basically people trying to move a limb that wasn't there. And that took a lot of work to collect all that data and measure all those signals. But it could be done. For example, thinking about pinching your fingers together or making a fist or rotating your wrist, you could always associate with specific muscle contractions in the stump. So in people with an upper arm amputation, these contractions in the certain muscle groups could then be connected back out and extrapolated back out to the joints that they were trying to command. And so you can build up this library or database of, okay, well, if this muscle contracts, this is what it's trying to do. And then you write complicated algorithms that can analyze the signals 
by mounting sensors onto the stump to look for that contraction and those nerve pulses, you could actually then develop just a way of processing that and delivering that as commands to a prosthesis. And that's pretty good because it removes one of the big barriers to prosthesis, and that is to train yourself to use that prosthesis. Because prosthesis in general, despite many advancements, aren't exactly the same as your existing hand. They're less complicated or more streamlined in what they're trying to achieve. So you have to train your brain and your body to be able to use them. But this approach sort of goes the other way, and it trains the prosthesis to interpret the commands coming from your body to make that into commands to move the prosthesis, which can give you a much more accurate prosthesis itself. Now, this is incredibly interesting because it means that you are adapting the existing nervous system and making it work to your advantage but it does also require a very sophisticated and advanced prosthesis it actually looks pretty incredibly complicated with a lot of wires and everything going everywhere to go past all that analysis signals from the muscles contracting and moving on the stump through to all the controllers and yes of course this is a research project not an actual final device but that leads to the other big problem. If a prosthesis isn't hardy, streamlined, and simple, then even though you can get beautifully precise control, it is either very, very expensive or difficult to maintain, which therefore makes it not very practical. But this is some great work from CNRS and IMSA University to outline what is possible to achieve in better design of prosthesis. Without surgical implementations like TMR to try and improve quality of life for the use of prosthesis by making all those phantom limb pains or phantom limb motions actually help you in controlling a new artificial limb. Researchers from Arizona State University have been working on something to tackle one of the other big problems for people who have a prosthesis. And that is, well, a prosthesis can be very, very useful, enabling you to do things like walk, run, climb stairs, grab objects. But one of the big problems with them is that they're generally forward control. You might have a prosthesis that involves either mechanical or electrical or assisted motion that enables you to, say, close your fist. But the problem is that you don't get feedback signals to your brain telling you, well, what, how is it closing? Am I squeezing too hard? Am I fully closed? Am I actually touching it or I haven't touched it at all? Think about it something as simple as lifting up a cup. Knowing that you've got your hand all the way around the cup is fed back to your brain because you can feel the cup resting in your hand. When you start to try and, say, lift the cup, you can feel it slipping between your fingers if you haven't held it tight enough. So what do you do? You automatically just adjust it and squeeze a little bit tighter. And all these kind of very, very complicated things, this control loop is happening in your limbs without you really thinking about it. But if you have a prosthesis, you are operating in what we call open loop control. You don't have feedback on what's going on, at least not with most prosthesis that are available. And that's because they're not really haptic devices. They don't give you that feedback back to your brain 
to know, oh, actually the cup's slipping, I better change my cup grip stance. So what can you do about it? Two researchers from Arizona State University and working together with researchers from Fulton School of Engineering and Florida International University have presented at the Society for Neuroscience. What they have developed is called a neural-enabled prosthetic hand system, and that is shortened to NEPH. And what they've proven, thanks to actually getting FDA approval to undergo human-based trials all the way back in 2016, they took someone who had a transradial upper limb amputation, and then they received a surgical implant into that area to control this NEPH system. Now that procedure has been performed by people from Nicolaus Children's Hospital and have undergone significant laboratory testing to actually devise and develop a device that would give someone with a prosthesis the ability to get feedback, to get a sensation of touch in that prosthesis attached to their arm. But this is the first time this idea developed by researchers like Professor Kenneth Hawke from Florida International University about having some kind of sensing technology built into a prosthesis. It's the first time it's actually undergone a human trial. Now, in terms of the actual implementation, it's incredibly interesting. It still has the control signals going out, the electrical signals from the muscles to drive motors to open and close the hand. But those now also are bi-directional. So there's parts, little sensory fibers on the tips of the fingers that provide the actual person a sense of touch because they are then connected back to the peripheral nerves in the in the stump. So they actually can feel, to a certain extent, the hand opening and closing because the nerve fibers attached to the residual limb are stimulated by really, really fine wires that are implanted inside of the nerves. And they run and connected to all the way back to the hand itself. So that gives it that innate sense of touch that you're missing in traditional prosthesis. Now, this kind of closing loop and control isn't anything particularly groundbreaking, but actually doing it in a human trial is incredibly groundbreaking because it's the first time, as the patient reports, that it's exactly the same as wearing the regular prosthesis, but now they actually get a sense of touch in the feeling like in the phantom hand and the fingers that they'd lost, which is incredibly important not just in terms of making life simpler and easier for someone using a prosthesis, but for all of the enable things that make up someone's quality of life. Giving them back a sense of touch is incredibly important. But it shows the advancements that have been made in neural stimulating devices, because you could use this for people with lower limb amputations, of course, um, but or, or other areas as well. And just kind of targeted what they call bioelectronic medicine, which ties to stimulate specific neurons to treat some kind of disease or offer pain relief, which is actually a pretty interesting idea. In any case, this is some great work from Arizona State University and a number of other collaborators on making people with upper arm amputations get back the feeling of touch, even though they're using a prosthesis. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. This week we've talked about TMR surgery and how can it help reduce phantom limb pain, but ways also to help make phantom limb pain work for you and troll an artificial limb. We also found out about ways we can give prosthesis a sense of touch. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia. <laughs>